morning. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Hometown Headlines newscast. John Ruckermiller of HometownHeadlines.com and the Hometown Podcast Network joining you this morning. Quick reminder, we're doing an experiment this week by adding some sound bites from past Druck Report podcasts to this podcast. Let us know what you think at Druck at HometownHeadlines.com. Now on to today's headlines. Number one from Georgia Health News. State Senator Chuck Hussettler's surprise medical bill proposal got a unanimous 54-0 vote by the Senate. It now goes to the House for another review. That one looks closer to reality than it has in many years. Also from City Commission last night, Private First Class Scott Kasmer has been named Rome Police Department's Officer of the Year. He was honored for various heroics during the past calendar year at Monday's City Commission meeting. Business news today, Coosa Valley Credit Union's Andy F. Harris has been named to the League of Southeastern Credit Union's Board of Directors. From the Floyd County School System last night, Kevin Strickland, very popular athletics official and school administrator in our community, he has been named the new principal at Model High School, effective on July 1st. Mr. Savage is retiring. Also today, Buzz, a replica of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, will be outside City Hall starting March 4th. Also, a transit open house for the community is set for Thursday and Friday. Our Wear Mechanical Weather Center update, cooler weather on the way, a slight chance of snow and snow showers early Saturday morning. About another inch of rain fell here on yesterday. Should be clearing up just a bit today. Obituaries today, we say farewell to Rona Freeman Crawford, Mrs. Cleston Williams Early, Ms. Susie Viola Rice Lee, and Mrs. Wilma Trotsky. Also, we have our public health restaurant inspection scores. That includes a 61 for a restaurant in Chattooga County. Greater Community Bank Crime Watch report. This is updates with uh, Floyd, Bartow, and Polk Counties now available on the website as well. Hometown Podcast Network, a reminder that Riverwalk, uh, the Drug Report featuring Riverwalk and attracting more young professionals, part of the city's recent retreat. That podcast now available. A new podcast will be going up again on Thursday on some related topics. Also, don't forget Jay Shell's Creek Stories. Beware, Brown Red. Our truest Chick-fil-A sports report for this morning. Number one, Rome Braves begins single ticket and all-star game ticket sales next Monday on March 2nd. Don't forget the season starts here on April 9th. Three area teams are in the state high school Elite Eight basketball games tonight. We'll have those scores for you tomorrow. A few more games tomorrow night as well. Also, the deadline now is Friday for the Rome Floyd Parks and Rec. They extended the deadline for some spring sports, including baseball, t-ball, and softball. That deadline is now this coming Friday. And now it's time for our rant of the day on this Tuesday morning. Let's call this one, Missing an Old Friend on Broad Street, the Chamber of Commerce Tree. For years, the big tree in front of the Rome City Auditorium served as a key player in the community's Christmas celebration. Decorated by city crews each November, it was the tree that Santa would ignite at the end of the Rome Christmas Parade. It was a signal to begin at least one phase of the Christmas season. But that tree was deemed to be in ICU and was removed in 2011 after it was declared to be on the way out. Down it came and the space was later used for the plaza and statue honoring Admiral John Towers. The tree just down the block in front of the Rome Floyd Chamber was used in a following year, and then the $5,000 plastic pyramid was purchased as the new tree for Santa to click on at the end of the Christmas parade it stationed in front of the city auditorium. A few of us in town had hoped they'd shift back to the chamber tree, mostly because something seemed, well, artificial 
about a highly decorated tree city using a pile of plastic to welcome in the Christmas season. Then again, plastic seems to be what Christmas is about these days. Sadly, the chamber option no longer exists. The majestic, majestic Cypress Leland at Broad Street on the Carnegie's building side of the chamber is now gone. At last check on Friday, some of the stump remained, but it too will be removed very soon. We checked on the tree's fate and discovered it too was diseased. That is common with Leland's. We're in the process of losing the final members of a strand we had on one side of our yard. One by one, some disease or rot or whatever has killed them. We're told that the chamber tree was diagnosed as having issues and apparently its fate went before the city's tree board for review. Decision was made to bring it down in part to help some surrounding dogwoods flourish as they have been stymied by the dying Leland for several months now. So the spot will be cleared and probably used for some kind of outdoor space at the chamber, perhaps various functions, maybe even displays, whatever. A big piece of green is gone and in its place, a few extra yards of green space. We do not doubt the story about the chamber tree's fate. It came from a very reliable source. But it just seems odd how trees kind of lose out in this town, from the city auditorium Christmas tree to the chamber tree to those old oaks that were, quote, accidentally, end quote, leveled to make way for the Riverside Parkway expansion several years ago. Apparently, we're now stuck with that pile of plastic tree becoming the permanent Christmas tree on Broad Street. That is, unless we flip the parade route and end rather than begin the parade at Broad Street and First Avenue at Southeastern Mills and River Dog Outpost. There's a beautiful tree there, and it usually has some wonderful decorations during the Christmas season. Wait a second. That tree's still there, isn't it? This is John Druckermiller at HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. Continuing news updates throughout the day at HometownHeadlines.com. We thank you for joining us. As always, we start, we close with the stylish renderings of Funky Druck from the funky one himself, Harry Musselwhite. Have a safe day in Northwest Georgia. This year, a brand new slate. We start with the presidential primary. We have a local primary. We have very much people are telling me, oh, we won't need a runoff in July. Oh, no, no. Go ahead and count that date. November general election, potentially even a runoff there with the uh, U.S. Senate race and some other things. Who knows? Anyway, let's talk first, though. Before all this starts, uh, before all these elections starts, you've got a whole office full of brand new toys that are known as the new elections, the new voting machines. Tell us about those. Yes, we do. Uh, it was decided by the legislature that as of January 1st of this year, it would no longer be legal to use the digital recording uh, election devices that we were using prior to now. Okay, this system was in place. Actually, if you want to count the testing run-up session, it's been in place for 18 years. All right, what we've done here is we've made a change with the exact equipment that we use, but not with the process. Uh, having said that, the analogy that I would use is, is that we're painting a room. That's the election is the whole room. Uh, whether we do it with a roller or a brush is really insignificant just so long as the room gets painted. You'll also find that it's not really any more difficult to paint with the brush than it is with the roller. You just have to have a little bit different thought process in it. For voters, when they show up for early voting, okay, known in the business as absentee in person, 
which I'll give you the dates for that in a little bit. But when you show up for that, your experience is not going to be radically different with two exceptions. You'll be doing this with a new piece of equipment that uh, what we'll be doing is just like we always did. You will just be using a different piece of equipment to initiate the process. Also, there is a form you have to fill out. Unfortunately, it's the government. There are always forms. It's a much simplified form taking into account its specific purpose. In other words, form we had before handles seven or eight different kind of possibilities. This one has one, and that is the early voting. It'll be extremely smoother in its operation, and it's easier to understand. As far as what you're asking me in the equipment, the basic process will be now, understand it's a little different for early voting than it is for Election Day, so we'll talk about Election Day. Okay, on the Election Day process, you'll present yourself with your government-issue photo ID, just like you always did. You'll show it to somebody who's going to take your ID, and if it does use the standardized barcode system on the ID that most all government ID does, they'll put it on a little tray in this device, and they'll tell it to scan it. And they'll read your information directly off of your ID from this barcode. When this happens, your information will present itself to the poll worker who's looking at this. What they'll do is they'll take your ID at that point, turn it around, look at it, and see if your smiling face is on the picture on here matches the information that just came up on the screen. If it does, what will happen is they'll turn the machine around so you can see it, and they'll hand you a stylus and have you sign the form <clears throat> sign the form electronically because it's been determined that by the state that this is going to be considered a legitimate original signature that is a change in how it's been in the past there were there, were, there it's been a long time coming where they will accept electronic signatures but in this particular instance now they will all right now that we've acquired your signature on this form we'll make you a voter access card if you'll remember, they used to be yellow. Yep. It has not yet been determined what color they're going to be now. The prototypes that I have are white, uh, but it could just as easily be any other color, just whatever the state send us. We'll make that voter access card. And remember, that card has got no personal information on it. All that card is doing is telling the next piece of machinery in the process which ballot you're supposed to see. Now, the question I get at that point is... Why is there more than one ballot? Well, now think on that just a second. We are split into two different Senate districts. We don't want the folks that are supposed to be voting in one to even see the ballot for the other one. Now think on that. If we have somebody, in, we have 13 and 14 here. Okay, we also have the House seats. We've got a small sliver sure. that's different. What we need to do is to keep con confusion down. And to keep the correct voters in the correct race, you'll see different ballots. That's the, only, that's the only thing it's doing is showing you which ballot you're going to get. Which is standard from the past. That's yeah. the way it's always been. Okay, it's, it's uh, All I'm doing here is I'm, I'm just kind of recounting sure. the, how we're going to roll this wheel. All right, once you insert this card into the new machine, uh, it's going to look differently. It's going to behave basically just like it did before. What you're going to see is a great, big, huge touchscreen tablet. All it's going to take to vote is to mark your choice with your index finger. And I'll tell the ladies before we get here, fingernails don't always work. So try to use the ball of your finger when you do this or your thumb. You make your choices. 
you tell it that you're through with this page, push the button for the next page, it continues on until you go through the whole ballot. Then you're given an opportunity at that point to review everything you see on the screen for the people who like that. After you've done that, it'll give you the option to print a copy of this. Okay. When you push that button, it's going to ask you again, do you want to look at it again or do you want to print it? Okay. When you push that button, a printer sitting right next to this equipment is going to generate a piece of paper. That piece of paper is actually the ballot that you're going to cast. Okay, we're going to heavily encourage, heavily encourage you to examine this piece of paper while you were en route from where you printed it over to what's called uh, the precinct ballot accumulator. Okay. You've not you can tell some yet. governments involved here because law oh, names and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of these where I have to stop and think what acronyms are, and I know that nobody knows what they are, and I have to remember what they mean, so, <laughs> and that makes it harder. I grew up by the Space Center, yeah, so I feel okay. your pain. So anyway, you go walk over to this other scanner that's sitting on top of a great big thing that looks like a, uh, it looks quite frankly like a like a trash receptacle, and essentially it is a sophisticated form of that that the that this scanner is permanent mounted to what's going to happen is there's going to be somebody standing there whose sole purpose in life is for that moment anyway is to ask you have you taken a look at your ballot are you satisfied with what you see also we will have available uh, image enhancing devices so that you can actually you know read it if it because it, it, it is sort of small print on this thing and then when you're satisfied with what you have then you'll insert this paper ballot in the scanning device and at that point you will have actually voted at that point the vote is tabulated the ballot because remember that's a secret document is accumulated in this locked and sealed container and remember again there is no personally identifying information on it so i can't tell yours from mine from his from hers from anybody else's once it goes in the box that's all there is all right the the and there here's something i particularly like about this scanning device this scanning device uh writes in a parallel format translated into english that means when you scan this it does it isn't recorded in just one place it's recorded in two places good and so what you have here is you have the copy that at the end of the election night you're going to take out and bring to me the other copy stays sealed in the machine and as long as we don't see any reason or anything that really looks unusual or something's wrong with this that backup or what we refer to as the administrator copy will stay in the scanner and if it turns out that there's never an issue we won't ever take it out it'll just be overwritten for the next election if there is an issue if for some weird reason we come up with a really fishy looking count or something we go whoa this is an anomaly what's going on here what we can do then is going through the appropriate motions and paperwork that's necessary remove this administrator card look at the data that's on there and compare it to what we had before that will give us a verifiable way to say for sure this really did happen or this is some kind of weird anomaly and the card got messed up somehow. We don't really know of any way that that would happen, but it's man-made. Weirdness happens. That's, that's all that I can say about that. 
But so so this is an, uh, is adding to the security of it. Now, after you've cast your ballot, the lady or gentleman, whoever assigned it that particular uh part of the polling place will hand you a new and improved because i have other stuff stuck on it peach sticker telling saying that i voted and uh we will thank you very much for your efforts and you'll move on and you will have completed this process the actual voters experience will flow smoother and will be easier really than the way we used to do it the only thing that we've done here is we've we've inserted an opportunity for you to take a look at what you're doing and make sure that that's what you want to do you get a hard copy basically. Uh, well you get hard copy but you don't get to keep it this is one of those where you're you know for sure what this ballot said because you had it in your hand yep. okay again we heavily encourage people to review this now the thing that i didn't address that we need to is what happens if something's wrong what happens if you go through this and you go all of a sudden, whoa, wait a minute, I didn't mean to do that. Then what you do is you notify the poll workers standing there that where is a problem with this ballot. And they'll go, what kind of problem? And, you know, it'll be, well, the, the, it didn't do and I didn't, and I blah, 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 blah. And they'll go, okay, no problem. We have the ability with the equipment we have now in a much quicker and simpler way to recreate your voter card for you without changing anything else just your voter card we'll let you run another one and we'll take the ballot that you had an issue with we will deface it in such a way that it can't be read okay and then we will let you cast a second ballot now when you get your second ballot, you're going to have maybe a little more oversight in your doing this than you had the first time to make sure that whatever problem you had, you don't have the second time. And again, none of this changes anything because you haven't voted until you actually put it in the machine before you walk out the door. So that's kind of basically the process as this is going to work. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It, it's a fail safe and it's an opportunity to double check both what you did, because how many of us has been looking at line A and stuck our thumb up there on line B inadvertently? That happens. We understand that that happens. And nobody's going to give you any grief and nobody's going to make you wear a big hat that says, I screwed this up. Just nothing like that at all. We will just take care of whatever your problem is and, and make it possible for you to vote. Once people have done this through this election year, they're going to wonder why we really ever did it any other way.